Man, you're getting killed out there. <sighs> Tell me about it. I feel like Rocky after 15 rounds with Apollo Creed. Speaking of Rocky, did you know that Sylvester Stallone wrote the first draft of the movie in only three days? Did you know that Sylvester Stallone permanently flattened out his knuckles from punching the side of beef? What about Burgess Meredith? He ad-libbed his line in the audition, which landed him the role of Mickey. Or that a destitute Sylvester Stallone turned down $350,000 because the studio didn't want him starring in it? Well, you can find this out and much, much more by listening to Rocky Minute, the fan podcast that covers the Rocky movies one minute at a time. You can find us on DuelingGenre.com. Now get back out there and knock this bum out. Dueling Genre Everyone, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live-action Turtles movie one murderous minute at a time. <laughs> I am your host, Scott Tofty. We are nearing the end, ladies and gentlemen. We are getting very close to the uh, final minutes of, uh, of actual footage in this film. Joining us again today for Minute 84, our regular guest... Regular co-hosts, rather, Chris, Rachel, and Adam. Hi, gang. Hey there. Hi. You know, death uh, comes for us all, Scott. Uh, but something much worse comes, comes for you. For That's right. Dot dot dot. <laughs> and uh, our very special guest host today for minute eighty-four, as he has been all week, Mister Ralph Atanasia. Oops. <laughs> insert murder sounds here it, it's oh not it's not murder God, if you pretend a, it's an accident what a casual murder <laughs> casual murder sounds like the name of a punk band doesn't it that is a great it, name for a band it is Can now we, I'm gonna, i want our listeners to go through it just every time we say that would be a great name for a band can you just make a list for us because <laughs> i'm, I'm getting to do it not us say yeah, casual I'm murder is the and name if, if you're of this the far, if you're this far into the show, go back and listen again and write down every instance of it. <laughs> it's even better the second time. Um, uh, so minute 84, minute 84 starts with a perhaps the Shredder's best line in the entire film, in my humble uh, opinion, I am H-O, and mm-hmm. ends with, with some emotion that Splinter is feeling that I want to talk about because I'm not sure what it is. Um, but he's surrounded by his kids we'll get there uh so the line who wants to give the best line reading that starts off this minute ralph you want to do it <laughs> now i will finish what i began with your ear <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's, that's it's, the one it's uh, see, i tried i tried to do it like him and i should have gone for like the james wood hades thing <laughs> You can have a second take at it. Go ahead. No, no, no. That would be, no. That would be selfish. But if somebody else wants to ruin it, go for it. Anybody? Takers? Uh, no. I usually would, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. That sure. one was really good, though. That was it good. That's good. It's a great line. And the like the gravel in his voice, like we've, we're so used to hearing Shredder's voice processed every time we hear it in this movie. And it's got like that tinny sort of echo thing. And this is just, it's, it's clean vocal. And it's just really like it's like at the bottom of his register. It's like 
this is what Christian Bale's Batman voice should have sounded like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Scott, there's just yes, there there is none of like what you were saying before. The, all of the recognition of this four foot anthropomorphic rat man who's dressed in rags is the rat that scratched me on the face all those years ago. All of that is done on his face. This is the first line where he vocally addresses, like verbally addresses, recognizing this character as the pet rat of a man that he killed decades ago. Like, it's, I'm not going to say, oh, holy shit, it's you. No way. How have you been all these years? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What, what happened? That? What it's are the just, odds? Hey. Really you? shouldn't have left that job half done. <laughs> um, yes, I, I agree. Shredder is less that a rat than was going to come back and kill you. Less than amused. Um, but again, great line delivery, and it, it immediately goes into this full throttle, ah! like jousting charge with. Yeah, I, the, I really. The, <laughs> I, I like that he gets to make the mistake that Leo just made like twice in a row. Right. Yeah. He, he's just like fully emotionally committed to just like, ah, charging in blindly. He's just like, you know, screaming eyes wide open and the spear out in front, which is exactly like what just happened to Leo twice. He did like his stupid double sword stab jump that he failed at. And then when he ran in like screaming and got like thrown around and what happens? When yeah. people do that, Chris, yeah. well, it's, it's the classic villain gets stupid for no reason moment. Uh, <laughs> it was my least favorite thing about Wonder Woman, which just so, which is like Ares just for no reason goes, yes, Wonder Woman, this was me the whole time. You didn't figure it out or earn this. I'm bad. David Thewlis. God, David Thewlis is magic. But that's such a stupid like last Bridges name so in Iron much. Man, where he's like, I'm going to go crazy for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> he had a just, reason. His other scientists couldn't make it out of a box, even though he, they had more than a box of scraps. Box of scraps. Yeah, so best, best answer at that point is definitely giant murder suit <laughs> I, I i really i, I want to recut this charge sequence so that it's five minutes long <laughs> like it, it just keeps cutting back like and forth and just keeps charging <laughs> charging like and charging <laughs> if uh, man also, we need to find someone in our twitter feed who's just like an editor by by trade <laughs> we'll because there's so many things i want to see do yeah. what we ask without question yes this episode is going to have like 30 utterances of murder <laughs> it's a lot like, of fun to say way more than any other episode <laughs> probably because um, this minute has more more murder than every other minute I, now I it contains ask, more murder <laughs> special edition i wanted to ask the question is the moral of this movie that emotions are bad because if we think about every time someone gets like no. super emotional in this movie something terrible happens think, to them Raphael gets more... emotional and he gets kidnapped you know, anger Splinter, is bad. Or, or yeah. Shredder gets emotional and he gets murdered. I think it's more unchecked emotions. Like if you get if you've got things under control and you have a balance of how your emotions are, I, then you won't run into I, issues like this. I think the moral here is fear leads to anger, anger yeah. leads to hate, hate First leads you get to some suffering. money. I mean, that's you get all there the is women. to it. 
Because the, the moral of the story is not that emotions are bad, because this minute ends with, oh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think really what, what we see a lot of, um, I mean, if, if we're going to have a serious discussion about this instead of just assing around, which is also fine, um, <laughs> is that the, the Shredder is acting on his own throughout. Even when he has, you know, he has underlings, but he doesn't have a family, even though he claims to have one. Yeah. Whereas the, the turtles and splinter act as a family. And so like when Raph's emotions get the better of him or when Leo's emotions get the better of him and they fall in battle, they have their family to back them up. Yep. Whereas shredder, we see really tellingly for someone who has like a whole army of ninjas in this movie, he faces off against the heroes alone and dies alone. Yeah. It's a really good. I take. just I do like you know as for as as much of a, a a joke as I was making. I I do really believe that part of the the crux of this story is you know you can't let your your frustrations or the anger get the better of you. And we see that with several characters throughout the oh, course yeah. of the film. I mean, what um, was Splinter's telling Raphael at the beginning of the movie? Exactly, and that's kind of the setup for the whole the whole this whole sort of arc of the emotional arc of the movie. Um. And and Ralph, you bring up a really good point that when you have a family, it can help reel you back in. And uh, you know, Shredder doesn't have that. Um, it's almost like him. you guys. Yeah. It's almost like even though this movie appears silly on the surface and is kind of campy, it's actually quite good. I've said it before, <laughs> and I'll say it again. This movie has no business being as good as it is. It is uh, a kids' movie, but. A kid's movie in 1990, something that appeals to, you know, nine and 10 year olds in 1990 is definitely different than what you would make for nine and 10 year olds today. I think they were given a lot more credit, uh, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, 30 years ago. Good Lord. Um, And now I tend to think that a lot of media aims towards kids kind of babies them a little Mm. bit more. Yeah, uh, I agree. You wouldn't you wouldn't see a movie where the bad guy is sometimes killed and told that he's about to die. Um, you wouldn't see that today. <laughs> Although he still all. does, the it would bad be rated PG thirteen. You know, yeah. Although he still has the bad guy sin of causing his own death. Like there's that moment where he doesn't have to die. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's him throwing the dagger that causes him to. True. Um. Although, I, I mean, you know, Splinter's little speech of, uh, you know, death comes for us all. But when you oh, die, I want to talk about that speech. His, his talking kind of makes it clear. He's like, I've made a choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we, we, we get to save Splinter's character for the kiddies by not having him actually murder him. Casey Jones does that. And says, <laughs> yes. oops. What well, I was before we. Sorry, go ahead, Adam. What I always liked about this bit is that, like, um, he he's actively trying to keep Shredder alive. Like, he caught him, and yeah. he only drops him because he he just ref- the reflex of catching the dagger. So it's like, in a yeah. in a way, Shredder kind of killed himself in that moment. Right. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, that's classic kids movie stuff. Yeah, I want to I want to rewind it a little like, uh, bit. How many how many Disney villains died because they wouldn't stop? Gaston. Yeah. He goes to stab the beast and then he loses his balance and falls off the castle. It's the yeah. same Gaston death. Yeah. Um, I do want to rewind a little Wrapped bit some because th- vines. there's there's something interesting about the Splinter versus Shredder as a, 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 a the battle, quote unquote. 
um, how Shredder's coming full of anger and Splinter just sidesteps and uses Shredder's own momentum to carry him over the side of the building. Um, we are sort of never told that Splinter is like an expert martial artist. It's never really alluded to other than the fact that he taught the turtles. And the oh. only time he does any sort of action in this movie is this one sidestep. And it proves to be the most effective move in the entire film from any character. Like it's the most decisive move in the entire movie. Uh, and I think it speaks very highly to very the characterization of, of Splinter as being you know, sort of the all-knowing super zen father figure. I don't know if I imprinted some of that character trait from other iterations of Splinter or if – does everyone else get that same kind of vibe? Like he's just meant to be like almost Jedi-esque and like his – Yeah. He's yeah. not giving a crap about anything, but he's still it's, so amazing at everything. Well, he's like Miyagi. Yes. Like Miyagi always – like he, he when he would beat somebody up, it's it, he would do it the whole time while not really – looking like he's even trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adam, it's it's sort of how I wish Yoda had been portrayed. Yeah. Instead of jumping yeah. around with a lightsaber. Like, I would yeah. have loved oh, to have seen him be really, was, like, yeah. zen and quietly magic-y and using everybody's own Side-step anger against and, them. Yeah, that would have been awesome. It was, yeah. yeah, that was, like, watching that scene in Attack of the Clones was such a weird moment because i was I really hyped and like when it happened at first i was like giddy in the theater i was like yeah. yep. i yeah. was like so happy but like halfway through it i just started laughing and i was like wait <laughs> why am i laughing this isn't supposed to be funny but it's hilarious this it, is it, so it, wrong why it felt, no. it felt like one of those it felt like that thing that like we all thought we wanted to see and then like as it's happening we're like oh wait no 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 no, no. what i wanted <laughs> not no, do yeah. it no <laughs> Um, Make it yeah. stop. Splinter fights the way that uh, uh, Yoda would have fought if they had tried to make Yoda fight actually in The Empire Strikes Back as a puppet. Yes. Mm-hmm. There is one moment when Shredder is charging and we cut to the body shot of Splinter as he's reaching for the nunchucks. And I would bet money that this is the only time in the entire film that there is a person inside of a Splinter suit. <laughs> as he's standing and grabbing yeah. the chucks from his from his hip there. Also, uh, we I'm, get a good shot of uh, the the chucks, and as I said, they're cord wrapped, and it looks like they're hollow metal tubes. Yeah, that's kind of blowing up my whole world here. I always, always thought they were wood. Always, I still, I would, I don't know. I still think they might be wood. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you take can, Chris's word for that on, on this one. Also, if you go back to the scene where he wh- whips out the nunchucks, his head is kind of strange, like. Like, like 10 wearing... seconds at 10 seconds in this movie yeah. in, in, in the scene you can <laughs> see it that it's a it's a it's it's a hollow metal tube all right oh and like... that one yeah okay well, yeah they're like copper yeah in the scene so where you see his head when he whips out the the nunchucks it looks like someone's wearing a rat hat like <laughs> his head is just placed on top of someone well, else's head I think Damn, I, I think that quite hat. literally is it because I think there is a person in a suit and I don't think it's a puppet at that point anymore. Yeah. Um but then in the I next shot never it goes back about. to being a puppet and it his head looks more normal. Can, can we talk yes. about this this dive that that's that Shredder's taking like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've never really watched this like like frame by frame like this before. This is insane. Like it is, it is a long stuntman fall. <laughs> he jumps 
over over splinter and then does a flip. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. And it's like he's traveling in like a diagonal whereas he had been coming straight. Like the momentum in the direction of entrance and exit don't necessarily line up. Yeah, wouldn't he go like right over Splinter's head if if he's running at full force? Uh Mm, maybe ish you know it depends on where the spear goes and what he's he's got like attached to him like it can sometimes where people fly can be funny it's pretty funny in reverse too but generally (laughs) like in this scene yeah like i don't think it really matters it's just a matter of like the stunt you know um at 19 seconds when splinter starts monologuing and by the way i love that he starts (laughs) monologuing in this minute (laughs) Um, we see Shredder, uh, a sort of behind the back shot of Shredder, and you can see that his garment is cut over his right shoulder blade. Mm. Just a, a continuity, lovely, because he did get sliced earlier by Leonardo in a couple of different places. I think once in the back and once in the arm. That's nice to right. see. I love the gag of Splinter giving this big moral speech. <laughs> and uh, and then... Also, just, just Splinter is really strong. Yeah. Like that, he's he's able to hold. He's holding like these chucks like tight enough that like you know the spear is like it's it's its movement is is arrested. He's like completely locked yeah. up on it, friction locked on it, and he's holding this guy who in all his armor is probably like close to two hundred pounds. And, yeah, and, if, just, if and, not and holding him up. And it would be different if the spear were like resting on the ledge of the building, but it's not. The only point yeah, of contact are Shredder's hands and the nunchucks. Or if the spear had a head instead of just sloping to a point like a long yeah, pencil. If, yes. If it was like if it was like a, a boar hunting spear with like you know the little prongs on there, then it would make sense that the, yeah. the chucks would hold it. But or it something is with like, a leaf shaped blade. So like if he got it around yeah. the narrow part, but no. It's like a toothpick. It's it just it it like goes like straight conical shape. So it is absolutely a matter of complete friction that's holding it. Also, isn't it pointed on both ends? So, like, if you look at this over-the-shoulder shot from him, like, hanging over the edge, isn't he just, like, stabbing himself in the stomach at this point? I was was going to ask, do you think that that that. is part of the harness for the stunt guy? Do you think he's actually attached to the spear? Mm. This is also a really weird shot. Like, you can see the crowd on the ground. It's an odd, an odd thing. Like, it's the first time we can really see... It's it's the first roof shot that doesn't look like it's a composite shot. Yeah. Like it's not just a, a matte painting in the background. No, it's actually on a on the full soundstage or on a city street for all I know. That could be an actual location shot. I'm not sure. Um but it's also the first time that the you sort of see that the people down below are getting a clear view of what is actually going on here. Um and it we get to more crowd shots later, uh specifically Casey, that sort of indicate that there is some worry and concern among the people on the ground. Um, so as Shredder goes to grab the blade out of the back of his, Super uh, his obvious. belt there. Yeah. I was going to ask about the build of his gauntlet on his left hand um, because it seems that the weld quality is pretty low. <laughs> if you look at like 25 seconds, I have it freeze-framed. And it's just like... Very poor craftsmanship. Yeah. <laughs> Hang you on, can Donkey see, like, Kong. Maybe, me... maybe it was assembled by his army of child soldiers. He has like a little child blacksmith. And he's like, <laughs> hey, 
hey, this is, I drew up, I drew this up. I want you to make these for me. And they're just like, <laughs> how? And he's like, I don't care. Just do it. Ralph, you were saying? I'm, I'm trying to bring that up, but my internet machine is being a dumb fart. Never mind. <laughs> well, um, suffice it to say, it's, it looks cheap. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, probably it's not I, meant to have a lot of close-ups. Very badly riveted together. There? What Shredder's plan was? I think his plan is grab the knife and throw it at Splinter's head and then plummet to my own death. Um, yeah, because I think the plummet you, to you your sort death of have to realize it no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like I accept my death. He's like it's, I it, know what I'll do. I'm gonna this point, throw this knife at the rat and he'll die. Maybe but, he thought he could do like a full backflip and land on his feet, you know, seven stories down or whatever. No, he's like, I'll land safely in that soft garbage in the open back of that garbage <laughs> truck. Look, no one will pretend to truck. accidentally murder me. It's like in Assassin's Creed. He's just going <laughs> to jump into the hay pile beneath and be like, I'm fine. I, 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 also, know that I also wanted to was down there. I also <laughs> want to recut this falling sequence so that it's five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Adam's been sitting here just looping it. Just clicking just back. Like, and Cause clicking. that yell is just, ah, yeah. for five minutes would be hysterical. <laughs> Can we just overdub it with Wiley Coyote sound effects? <laughs> or Out Goofy? That sound that Goofy the, makes? <laughs> <laughs> that would be totally appropriate. They could have put on a Wilhelm. Yeah, or a little uh, Wilhelm at the very end. Aww. So I do enjoy the uh, that Splinter finishes his monologue after Shredder falls. I love the camera work as the camera zooms into the, uh, the, the trash compactor. Yeah. Like we get the POV <laughs> shot. Of uh, of Shredder falling, which is interesting because he's actually looking in the opposite direction. Well, that's the POV of his butt. Yes, <laughs> the PO PO butt. <laughs> Pob. <laughs> um, and then perhaps the best moment of the minute. Oh damn! Should have said POV of his brown eye. Uh, the 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 brown eye the brown eye view brown's eye view uh, isn't that a Van Morrison song? <laughs> brown <laughs> eye for the shredder guy. Ew. Ew. All right. Yeah. Moving I on. I want to say name of the episode, but I think I'm gonna veto myself on yeah. that. I was hoping yeah. for yeah, thirty no, other no, no, I would feel bad. I would feel <laughs> as though I have betrayed us. Um, but as I was gonna say, perhaps the best moment of the minute is Casey Jones. Completely absolving himself of any, uh, you know, oops. homicide by simply saying, oops. It's almost, it's almost like he, uh, I know he planned it, but it seems so convenient. There's a trash truck and this guy just falls in. Oh, here's the lever. Oops. You know? Yes, I might as well kill him. You know, it is interesting that, yeah, he, he, he plants the, the truck there. And then he just walks up and casually crushes the shredder to death. Wait a minute. But the shredder doesn't die. No. Maybe, maybe Casey Jones is secretly a member of the foot and put the <gasps> trash can, the trash truck there as a way to save the, the shredder. All right, Chris, the way you're saying Alex that. Jones. I mean, we know that the shredder survives this, but this is like some saw <laughs> this level. This is a false flag fall. This is like some <laughs> saw level murder. Casey Jones like, is a crisis actor. Getting oh. crushed by a garbage truck? Yeah, and it's it, pretty it, gruesome. It, it, they really like like they zoom in on the hydraulic pistons yeah. and they like zoom in on the thing crushing his helmet. It's like they really want you to know that yes, this is killing him. He's dying slowly. 
So from a from a writer point of view, from the studio's point of view, I realize this is an indie film, and I know they were taking a gamble on this, but like you just killed off the main baddie in your first movie. Like they didn't really leave it super ambiguous. Like you, you could there have been a temptation to sort of leave it more open ended? Is that why you only see the helmet getting crushed and not like any body parts? Like man, mm. they kind of wrote themselves into a corner here. Granted, yeah. dies in the first comic. Ignore like it sort of completely. Thing that you but... should talk to every Batman writer about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. True. All all the nineties, eighty from from the eighty nine through uh, all all the way up through um, all the Schumacher films. Like they yeah. just they had all their great villains and killed them every time. Well, That's uh, true. Also, like from a forensic standpoint, like oh, God. What, once <laughs> this whole thing is cleared out and like all the dust settles. Did no one like, hey, uh, I know there's a body in the trash truck. We should at least like open <laughs> yeah. it up and maybe do an autopsy. No, they're just like, it's in the trash truck. The just, human remains. just dump it in the landfill. I mean, it's whatever. It's, also, it's- I, I understand this movie was intended for children, but there should be some screaming coming from that truck, don't you think? Yeah, like blood oh, curling yeah. screaming. Well, no, because he just fell like seven stories. He's, he's completely we, unconscious. Yeah, he was probably already what, dead. Mm, what we need <laughs> is a Mythbusters to determine whether someone can survive I don't think we need a, a trash compactor. For this. Yeah, I think the I, answer to I that is no. I, I don't think so. <laughs> no, you don't think you don't think it's necessary. No, no, no. I don't think so. I'm, I'm guessing by the, the pitch of your voice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is a myth that anybody really believes. <laughs> um but wait yeah, so you guys think you guys think casey jones pushed that lever on purpose i do <laughs> even though he yeah. said oops <laughs> he clearly said oops that wait was he said accident, oops you guys all right never mind it was totally an accident you're right you're right it was <laughs> I mean, just like, a simp that's kind of like when you accidentally drop your trash on the street oops i didn't see it not that I drop trash. You drop your trash no, on the street? I don't. You're terrible. I don't There is do no that. New Yorker that pretends that that was an accident. <laughs> it's like that time when I made eye contact with my girlfriend, farted loudly, and then said, oops. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, See, if you're me, you blame it on her. That's that's oh, all. <laughs> oh, I do the same thing, Adam. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to blame Aww. it on the dog, but we don't have a dog. Yeah, we don't have a dog, so I just blame it on you. That's not fair. <laughs> it happens. You Wait, did it's... that. That was you. You don't believe him, do you, Rachel? No. <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, I, I I make a good case for it. He's very persuasive. There was one time in particular. He could lead his own cult if he wanted. <laughs> Where where you farted and you're like it doesn't smell that bad, <laughs> and then you realize how bad it actually smelled. Oh, <laughs> oh we are a high over. class show here, folks. I'm so glad we're finally talking about farting. <laughs> we could be talking We've been about waiting the moral so long. of the film, and yet farts. You know what this movie doesn't have that other Ninja Turtle movies do have a good fart, fart? joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh... They could have snuck in a little squeaker while uh, uh, Shredder was falling off the building. Like, <laughs> when he's holding on. <laughs> I want an alternate cut of this movie, which is exactly the same, only there's one scene that has a fart in it. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of fear farts. All right, let, what let's, is the, let's ask the listeners if, if you were if you were to add a fart into any scene, where would you where would you stick it in? All right, yep. everybody, be quiet so we can hear their answer. <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's a good one um I don't know, man. I mean, so we cut back up to the on roof twitter or something and yeah they'll get us on, on on facebook on on the twitter or whatever on the um, twits on the twits 
So we we cut back up to the roof, and the turtles are finally reunited with their father. And he, this always bugs me. He's getting hugged. He's reunited with his kids. He's just been tortured, and he's just like, ugh, kids. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with them? No, and I don't think he's I going, don't know if that's ugh, the way it's yeah. intended, but that's no. always how I heard it, is he's like, yeah, I, you know, I, don't, like, I don't think it was intended that way. No. <sighs> I, I think it's that he just exerted himself incredibly. You know, he's been crucified for a week. He just, uh, like, outdid, like, you know, this charging, crazy, you know, shredding machine and, <laughs> and held up a 200-pound guy with his flimsy little rat arms, and, and, and now he can relax a little, and he's going, ah. And then, like, all his kids come up and hug him, and he's like, ah, kids, yay. It's not, he's not going, ugh. I like that Donatello is petting him. I didn't take it that way either. I I took it as just this more of Splinter's classic understatement. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a bad person. You know, like, his his giant teenage turtle kids are all hugging him and loving on him real hard, and he's just like, "Mm, kids. You know, like, he's, (laughs) he's... He's doing that that understated humor that he has. He's like the dad who never says I love you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's but you like know his, he does. This is his cute kind of way of doing it. That scene oh. is adorable. And I think one of the scenes where all of the, the face sculpts, like the sort of neutral, you know, like the, the sculpted expression that is a part of each turtle's face, I think really yep. works for each of them in this scene. Donnie has a very good smile. Yeah, and, and Raph, Raph has got a lot of emotions going on on yeah. that yeah. rubber melon. Yes. <laughs> um, and we don't see a lot of Leonardo. No. But, uh, you know, it, it, everyone does kind of work in this. It's a good scene. I do like how it, it, they just fill the screen right there. And then it, it brings us to the end of the minute. Um, oh, what a good anyone minute, ha- you guys. Anyone have anything in closing on this minute? Mm. Mm. Rat snuggles. Yeah. It, it was... It, it, yeah, it's kind of interesting that they, you know, they show the the trash compactor like sort of like squishing just the side of the helmet, and it's like, is his head in there? Mm, no, I hope I don't think so. They're very good off. to not show any body parts. I'm sure that would not have made squishy, it past the squishy, uh, bloody, bleeding. <laughs> yeah, there's just like, like fingers field. sticking out the edges of it, like. As it's just you just <laughs> cut to a wide shot and there's just fountains of blood squirting out. <laughs> or no, Tarantino like, style. Like as it shows uh, the compactor moving in, there's just like this smear of blood. Of <laughs> just that sound. Yeah, yeah, at least it wasn't like Judge Doom getting run over by the steamroller. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. This is what I mean by Ooh. kids' movies being terrifying in the 80s. I mean, that was not a kids' movie, though. Like, we watched no, it when it we were children, but that was not... It was drawn. If there were cartoons, yeah. it was made for kids. <laughs> That's my logic. I mean, my parents let me watch it, and I'm, I'm shocked that they did. It was disturbing. Yes, our parents were terrible. Well, yeah. it, was, it had, like, Mickey Mouse and, and Bugs Bunny in it. So it was had cartoons. And it had uh, Christopher Lloyd. He's never done anything bad. He's always he's like he's Doc Brown. Come Dude, on. when, he's when never he takes done anything his, bad, when he takes his goggles off and he's got the the cartoon eyes, man, mm. that puts scars in my brain. Nightmare fuel. A lot of that movie put <laughs> scars in my brain. All right, <laughs> um, but this well, movie, like, no scars. No, no scars. No. This movie has only happy, warm, fuzzy thoughts. Uh, I, that'll wrap Oops. us up for this minute, and we are about to go into minute eighty-five for our Friday show. Make sure you guys go check out Ralph, our excellent guest, uh, at, uh, at what is it, Cake Boss Ralph on That's Twitter. Right. And, and Instagram. Uh, 
and Instagram, and you can check us out at uh, our Facebook listener group, the TMNT Minute Listener Facebook group. It's a really clever title, I know. Uh, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you head over to duelinggenre.com slash support, and you can become a Patreon subscriber and support not only our podcast, uh, but all the other great podcasts that have been on and are still currently coming out on Dueling Genres Podcast Network. There's some great ones coming out recently. Rocky Minute and the Cornetto Minute. Lots of movie by minutes. And, uh, Lord of the Rings really Minute cool is about to begin the two towers. Ooh. Oh, man. I gotta right, get on so, that one. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you on all of them. Uh, Ralph, you're part of the family now. <laughs> I feel so welcome. Cheers. Um, all right, for the crew here at Ninja Turtles Minute, we will bid you adieu, and we will see you on Friday. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Ah, cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs>